coming to center. A pass over the line to Gordy Howe. Gordy Howe shoots one. Welcome to Winging It in Motown Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Hancock, and I'm joined today by JJ, Kyle, and Joseph. And I know we have some breaking news right before recording this, but first, before we get to that news, gentlemen, how are you? I was having a um, pretty good day up until about an hour ago. Yeah, I was, uh, yeah, it was a decent day. <clears throat> it was a normal Monday, you know. And uh, about an hour ago, you know, rolled around, read something on the World Wide Web, and now I want to saw my fucking foot off. <clears throat> Maybe not that much, but pretty close. And Joseph, I hope you're doing better than that. Well, let me put it to you this way. The tale of two Mondays. Last Monday, I was at Disneyland. This Monday, mm-hmm. I wait, I... I Come home and I'm I I don't I'm speechless I'm speechless. So for those who are unaware, which by the time you're listening to this, as we're recording on a Monday night, you will be aware, I'm sure. Uh, Anzar Khan of M Live saying that the Red Wings might sign none other than everyone's favorite Red Wing, Daniel Cleary. Boo. Uh, specifics that he kind of goes into if he's signed and signed to the AHL. Maximum of 950000 wouldn't count against the cap. He'd probably start in Grand Rapids. He'd only be a 13th or 14th board if there were a couple injuries, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Who gives a shit? It's stupid no matter how you spin it. Um, just go ahead. I just want to start with Kyle because I, I know how much you love him, Danny Clary. Just, just what, what are your thoughts here? Mm-hmm. Well, are we going through this all again? Yeah. I. It's just like a... Twilight Zone shit. I just don't get it. Like, I really don't understand the love affair and the need. Like, he's literally, I I mean, he was useless. He was a useless signing last year, and he's an even more useless signing this year. Um, I just, I don't get it. I don't know who, uh, it's not like Babcock's around to kick and scream and whine until he gets the, you know, his is Dan Cleary back, but, uh, I mean, why? You have so many other options, literally so many other options. Um, it just, it, it, I can't make sense of it. You know, I can't, even, like, joking around in my head saying, well, maybe they just want, a, you know, a locker room guy and trying to make, like, a sense out of it, you know, via humor, it still doesn't make sense and it pisses me off. Um uh, this the song and dance was old like three years ago. So uh, yeah, here we are still singing along, <laughs> and I just want to. I don't know. I, I don't know. I want to like go up to either Ken Holland or Dan Cleary and not be like not violent, just more like just you know like when you 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 see a kid a kid like just like I don't know he shits on the floor or something and it pisses you off so you just walk up to him and you grab it stupid little cheeks and you stare at him and you go, what the fuck is wrong with you? And, you know, that's, that's pretty much how I feel about it. 
I'll start with the kid thing. I'll tell you uh, from experience, you see a kid just shitting on the floor, and it's actually hard not to laugh at him because that is hilarious <laughs> kid shit. I'll tell you that. Um, no, we actually had a uh, like an in joke in the podcast that we were gonna like bleep out Dan name every time we said it. Um, we're going to spare everybody the annoying horseshit of, of trying to do that in this episode, uh, because we're going to have to say Dan Cleary's name a lot, and the last thing we want to do is annoy you more with Dan Cleary. So, um, yeah, no bleeps there. I don't know. It's, it's like, it, it's annoying because Helene reported basically the same thing in the middle of July, and so, and back then it was like, well... It's just Helene saying it. What the hell does she know? Um, she's been wrong about Dan Cleary before. But now that Ansar has, has it out there, it's like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah, it's a real possibility. Because I was thinking, and I, I was talking about with, uh, with Detroit Hockey 96 on, on Twitter today, that we're kind of expecting that around um, training camp time that we were going to hear Dan Cleary is being brought on on a PTO or maybe even a contract. Because um, he's been skating with the Red Wings at the Joe for the last half. Um, so we knew that he was still going to be around the team. We just kind of figured, oh, hey, during the preseason, you know, we'll see him around. But this talk like he might get a contract that there's already a plan that he's going to start in Grand Rapids is just, it's just asinine. It does not make sense. The fact that Ansar has to say that, oh, uh, you know, if, if they do sign him, that 950000 of that would not count against the cap if he's sent down. It's like, why the fuck sign him to more than 950000 The guy scored one fucking goal last year. One. Yeah. That is, <laughs> he's not good. He's not worth more than 950000 He's not worth 950000 even if he were a good hockey player, at that age, he's just not worth that much. And giving him that much is fucking stupid. You don't have to give him anything. You don't owe him anything. He has signed two contracts that specifically say that you can't, that he has not been promised anything, or that if he has, it just doesn't fucking count. So if he wants to be around the Red Wings so bad, he can take a damn coaching job. He can be a scout. He can be a assistant director of player development. He can do that shit. I trust that he's a good guy in the locker room. I don't want to pay fucking cap dollars for a good guy in the locker room if that's all he does. If he can't be on the ice, and this whole, like, well, you know, they don't want Mitha or, or Larkin to be the, the 13th or 14th forward. Yeah, I get that. But it's not like we have a fucking dearth of forwards, guys. We've got a bunch of kids who we can have at that 13th or 14th forward that, oh, they're not going to play every night. Hey, they'll play some. Or, you know, you could actually try a rotation of forwards where you give one guy, like, three out of ten games, and you give another guy three out of ten games, you give a third guy four out of ten games, and hey, then you're not exactly just wasting a fucking spot having a warm body in the 13th, 14th forward slot. I don't know. Maybe try that. But Dan Cleary does not belong on the Red Wings roster. He doesn't necessarily belong on the Griffins roster either. He belongs in the front office. Yeah, if you think about it, I mean, they already have... I mean, the the Griffins already have a, a boatload of veteran forwards. I mean, at that point, you're just signing more dead weight to take away time from players who need to be playing and fucking developing. So, I don't know. It, 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 yeah, whatever. Yeah. I, there's, look, people that think that you can just bury him in the AHL and not really going to be a big deal because it's not your money that you're paying. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> it is a big deal for a bunch of reasons, one of which is the Grand Rapids angle that you just mentioned, but also, like, Ken Holland can't let this go. He just cannot let this go. Why, why, why is he still doing this? 
I, I honestly have no idea anymore why in the world Dan Cleary is still relevant as a hockey player to the Detroit Red Wings in the offseason of 2015. And that silence is, is your answer. There is no answer to that. No, there isn't. Uh, the only answer I have is uh, this is just garbage. It's just, I don't know, whatever. It's, I, I, like I said earlier, I'm just so sick and tired of being sick and tired over this fucking situation. Like, it's just like every year, like clockwork. Like, I don't know, it's like a n- National Red Wings fucking holiday. It's uh, the Dan Cleary rumor day or the Dan Cleary gets signed day. <laughs> it's like your shitty cousin's birthday party that you have to go to. I don't know, it just it sucks. I'm just, like I said, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired over it. It's just a pain in the ass, so... Yeah, like it's not going to hurt us cap-wise. It's not going to hurt us roster-wise. It's just, except, I mean, it will. It'll be a a roster spot. It'll be a waste of any cap dollars. Um, The Red Wings are going to get below the cap. by. They're going to move some guys out, and they're going to put Gatsuko start on on long-term on IR to start the season. So that's like $7.5 million that you can replace over the cap during that time. They'll be cap compliant. They're not going to be hurting for that, but it's still, it's just a waste. And those little wastes of time and space and, and room just add up uh, to where you're mm-hmm. not, you know, you have to use things as efficiently as possible because it is a tight fighting NHL where the smallest advantages can make all the difference over the course of a long season. And so just setting yourself at this unnecessary disadvantage to start um, is very uh, Toronto Maple Leafsy. Right. And I just, I don't understand. Like, it's not like, I mean, obviously you always want to have depth. You always want to have guys that you can count on. Um, you know, at, at, a, at a good price. Um, and it's that there's just so many other options than Dan Cleary. If they are really looking for a veteran forward um, who can be a depth guy, it's just, <clears throat> I, I don't know. Um, at, at the end of the day, um, Dan Cleary can get fucked with the rake end of a rake. I just, I'm sick of it. So, I'm, yeah, whatever. Yeah, and that thing about depth is like, let's, well, okay, let's talk about depth. Um, would you rather have Dan Cleary or Andy Mealy in the lineup? Andy Mealy, for sure. Yeah. Eric Tangrady. Tangrady. Tangrady, yeah, for sure, yeah. Tangrady. Mitch, Cal- Mitch Callahan. Mitch Callahan. <laughs> All right. Luis Mark Aubrey. Mark Aubrey, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Tiverton. Because all these, all these players are, all these players are cheaper. Athanasiu. <laughs> Colin Kane. Anyone you name, Stasiak, I'd rather knows. have. Martin Furk may be the only one be like, ah, yeah, sure, let's have Cleary there. <laughs> and that does, and I know that's probably just mean, but whatever. Like, they're not hurting for forwards. Bring fucking Axel Holmstrom over before Dan Cleary. Yeah. They actually score more goals. I'd, I'd, rather, I'd rather play Brendan Smith at forward than have Dan Cleary. Hey, remember when we play, did that? I'd rather play Brendan Smith at goalie. Yeah. Fuck it. Hey, speaking yeah, of defense. I don't know. Defense? Defense? Yeah. The, uh, the Red Wings signed Robbie Russo. You want to talk about him instead? Kind of lower. Yeah, that sounds, like, that sounds like a lot more fun. <laughs> How do we put him at What? We could try. He's got the kind of like, he looks a little bit like Brendan Smith attitude. Brendan Smith is a wonderful attitude. Do what? He looks like Brendan Smith's attitude. Yeah, he's got that like weird mustache. Like Robbie Russo looks like kind of a jackass to me. He's probably a whatever a good player. I don't care if he is really a jackass, but he looks kind of like a jackass. And Brendan Smith has like a huh. kind of a jackass attitude. So, well, sure. that, is, that is the world I've put together in my head. Well, Joe, did you, uh, did you well, watch the kid? 
Uh, yeah, I watched him a little bit. I, I mean, he was. I, I whenever I saw when I would, because I'd always watch college hockey, and um, whenever I'd watch him, um, obviously he was in Notre Dame. So um, I saw him play a handful of times. Um, he was he, he he was great in, in the NCAA. I mean, he really was, especially his senior year. Um, uh, you know, he was he was basically their their like backbone. Uh, for the entire team, um, you know, he's just, uh, <clears throat> he's one of those, uh, I don't know, I mean, it's just one of those things, you don't know what he's going to look like in the NHL or the AHL, um, but judging by what I've seen at the NCAA level, it looks like it's a really good addition. Um, the only problem is, now they are certainly in a too many cooks situation. Um, they have a lot of defensemen uh, in Grand Rapids and in Detroit, um, and uh, it makes me wonder why the heck. Yeah, it makes me wonder why the hell he wanted to come here because he could have gone to any of the other 20-some-odd um, NHL teams who would likely have offered him some sort of NHL time. Um, but, the uh, I, no, I think that he's a, he's a great pickup. You know, he signed a two-year deal. Um, uh, he, you know, obviously the, uh, the Islanders, they took him in, what was it, the was he fourth, fourth round? rounder? Yeah, he's fourth rounder. Um, 95th overall. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know he's a he's a he's a right shot. You know which we love those a lot. Um, apparently. Um, but yeah, in his last season, you know he scored 41 points in 40 games uh, for a defenseman uh, at the NCAA level. That's pretty pretty fucking good. Um, Is Notre Dame still known as a pretty uh, low scoring defensive oriented squad too. Um. Not really. I don't know if I consider them that, but I, I mean, they're not, they're not like, they're not like super, you know, I don't know. It's college hockey, so I mean, there's not a shit ton of sk- scoring. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't really okay. consider Notre Dame that. Um, but I like it. I, I, I like him. I think he's a, I think it's a, a very low risk, high reward move. Um, you know, it's, it's considering that you might be able to make some room because. Um, you know, obviously, I, they're not going to re-sign Quincy. Um, I hopefully, uh, and then all of these, yeah, all of these. Uh, there's been a. There's, I mean, I think I think it was Khan uh, the other week or last week who said something like, and I mean, we, I, it was nothing that was surprising to me, but the fact that they are actively trying to get the fuck rid of Jakob Kindle however they can. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's. I mean, still they have way too many defensemen. They have way too many defensive prospects. There's not going to be enough room. Someone's going to either be traded or they're just going to be let go of. Um, yeah, so I, I, I don't know what, how they're going to go about that, but they certainly have way too many fucking defensemen. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think it's a great... I think it's a, hmm? Marshall, not, with Marshall not being signed. Yeah, 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 Marshall. Like, yeah, it still leaves them like 16 defensemen in the uh, the organization. Now, Joe, you're the other guy who, uh, who watches the NCAA hockey. Uh, what's your take on Russo? I mean, basically a lot of what Kyle just said, uh, you know, he, if you're going to sign a guy to a cheap contract, a low risk, definitely low risk, high reward. Uh, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how it translates. I'm not entirely convinced that he would have had offers from other places around the NHL. I think that he just sort of jumped at the first team to offer him anything after the Islanders opted not to sign him. Uh, and he's definitely a guy that, if he does turn out well, brings a dimension to, hypothetically would bring a dimension to 
the Red Wings blue line that we obviously haven't seen very much of in the last few seasons. A guy, guy that can create offense from the blue line and has the ability to actually be a threat, be a threat in the offensive zone. Yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, so he's definitely one of those guys. He's one of those guys that can do a little bit of everything. Um, and I know that, that uh, I don't know if it was a year ago or something, but uh, he, uh, he had a 70-minute uh, game recently uh, when they played Boston University, I think it was. Um, it was the longest NCAA game in NCAA hockey history. And, uh, yes, yeah, he logged 70 minutes, which is fucking insane, no matter what level you're at. <laughs> yeah. I think that might have been against Merrimack in the hockey playoff. Was it Merrimack? I thought it was a Boston team, like like a Boston U or something. They approached the record. Oh, yeah, yeah, they did break the record. Yeah, you're right. They did break the record the longest NCAA game. Yeah. Well, so, he's a, I think the interesting cool. thing is where he's at, like in his development, because he's basically the age that DeKaiser was when DeKaiser jumped straight to the NHL. He's not as polished as DeKaiser was, so he's not NHL ready. I, I don't think anybody thinks he's going to make the team out of camp. Um, but he's kind of like probably maybe a, a stopgap attempt between like when we think like Sariarvi or Hicketts is going to be ready and. Like I'm, I'm wondering what's happening. Like with Marchenko, we're probably thinking Sproul is, he's just such a, an X factor here. But he's probably on the outs with the organization. In all honesty, because if Russo is coming in, he's probably at the exact same time frame of of making the NHL after one year. If it's going to happen, um, you know, it's yeah, that's, that's either either Sproul or Russo there. And um, if we're going to say very, very, very disappointing about somebody, we can, it's got to be Sproul. Um, one of the things about why he might have signed with the Red Wings is he did grow up a Red Wings fan. Um, yeah. And I know that a lot of people have been asking, you know, why did the Islanders decide not to sign him? And it's kind of, after talking with the guys over at Lighthouse Hockey, it's kind of uh, mutual. Like, they decided not to sign him, and he decided not to sign because they drafted him um, knowing he was going to go to college. went to college, and it was always kind of the Islanders were, like, getting a wash with guys that were a lot like Robbie Russo. Um and through being through going like through the junior ranks and whatever, they basically had too many of the same guys. And we're like, we don't have a space for you, um, so go spend another year in college. And by the time he got, you know, he spent all his years in college. <laughs> and by the time he got to that, they're like, okay, we still don't have a guaranteed spot for you. And he was like, well, I'm literally, you know, just a few months away from graduating and being able to go and uh, and essentially become a, a draft related unrestricted free agent. So you know, why the hell will I sign with you? So it was kind of just one of those things. It just kind of works out like that. It wasn't that he wasn't good enough for the Islanders. Um, I mean, I guess it kind of was, but I mean, he wasn't ever a, a slam dunk. And from a fourth rounder, that's, that's not what you're expecting anyway. So right. it's, not that he's, it's not that he's garbage. Um, it's just, you know, shit like that happens. Yeah, he didn't want to mess around. He wanted to play hockey. And, um, yeah. I wonder that, that's that's the way it sounds like to me. He just wants to play. So I wonder how differently it would have turned out if he had actually played out his junior year instead of had it cut short because of academic ineligibility. He was, uh, yeah. he was on pace to produce pretty similar numbers to the ones that he put up his senior year. So if he decided to come back for his senior year and he put up two like 35, 40-point seasons from the blue line in 40 games, yeah. That's that's a re- that's like top tier college hockey defenseman 
in terms of point production at least right there. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm sure he would have been uh, definitely thought of in a very different sense if that had actually gone through, if he would have put up, an, if he would have had another like 35 plus point season. Um, because there's not a lot of defensemen at the NCAA level that, that really produced like that. Um, but, I mean, you know, you, you, you just kind of got to hope that uh, it, it translates. I mean, if, if he can score like that, I mean, I'm not saying that the NCAA is far from a, far from a, uh, a garbage, uh, you know, tier of hockey. I think that, you know, you get a lot of, uh, it's definitely on a different level from the CHL, um, I think, uh, defensively. Uh, in talent-wise. Um, I think that, you know, he played for Notre Dame. Notre Dame, obviously, they played a lot of good teams. Um, you know, they're not in a, you know, they're not one of those teams that plays like, you know, uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know who's a shitty fucking team. Uh, I don't know, crappy college from New York, New York. I don't know, whatever. They don't play crappy teams night in and night out. Atlantic Hockey. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, they're, uh, they, they're, they're, you know they're a good they're a good team, um, and I think he was a he was a mainstay for them. So that's that, that, that's saying something. Um, and uh, I think it was there's a couple articles from from one of the like some Notre Dame writers stating, or uh, maybe it was the SBN uh, college hockey writers, um, how he he is a, he's a leader too. Like you know he's a you know he's he's a positive influence on his teammates and everything. Um, you know, yeah, he had the academic ineligibility thing go down. Um, but, I mean, honestly, I don't really care. If you can play, then that's all that really matters. But that is a potential I don't want the kid to flag. Yeah, but, I mean, we're not, like, I mean, he obviously bounced back and came back. And, you know, he, he it's not like he's a, a complete bozo, obviously. And, hey, if it is an attitude problem, you know somebody else who once overcame his attitude problems to be a hero in the NHL? Dan Cleary. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why? Well, I thought we were done with that. For, <laughs> the, gift, the gift that keeps on giving. Why can't we just not? Anyways, um, I yeah, Russo, I think uh, I, I, I'm excited to watch him in, in training camp and in Grand Rapids. I think it's going to be, uh, I think it'll be cool. And I hopefully he, uh, I don't know, I hope he just plays really well and just makes Sproul look like a fucking asshole. Yeah, I'm rooting hard for I mean, good. If anything, it's just extra talent, extra bodies in the pipeline, and depth, and yeah, exactly. it doesn't hurt to have too much. Yeah, you, you can never have too many prospects, but the problem is that you know you have to eventually have room for these uh, prospects. But you know, maybe one day we will. Yeah, you can trade them too. That's what they're going to do with the deadline. Just get rid of them all. I mean, if it gets you good players, sure. Good players who are not rental. So, I'm going to transition up here. Seems like you guys didn't love. The Cleary news, you did love the Russo news, but do you love, love Zetterberg? <laughs> I love it. Good job, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Our fearless I really, leader. I really appreciated that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's cool, man. Zetterberg has a kid now. He's like uh, turned into an old man, which is slightly depressing, but I mean, we all saw this coming. Um, I think it's cool. I mean, children are cool as long as they don't shit on the floor. True. Apparently that's funny, though. It really or, is. Or, yeah, JJ just thinks it's hilarious when his daughter just takes a dump on the floor. It wasn't a, it wasn't a princess tent. That's the best part of it. I know, <laughs> yeah. That will forever be, like, 
one of my I wasn't even there and it's just like a memory of mine. I don't even know. <laughs> it was uh, the Red Wings had won that night, I remember. They I think they played the King. Um and uh you had tweeted out by the way, the Red Wings are one and O on nights where my daughter decides to take a shit in her princess tent. <laughs> and I just read that and I was like, What the fuck? <laughs> she got right out of the bath, she sprinted straight down the hallway, buck naked, into her princess tent, she closed the flap to it, and I can hear her giggling, and she reopens the flat, and she's squatting over a turd. And I just, I lost it. It was, it was amazing. <laughs> at, at any rate, the kid's name is actually not Love. It's it's Louve, Louve, which is like wait for real. It's like yeah, it's like Swedish for, for Louis, essentially. Yeah, the yeah. Swedish oh, word for love. Old is that, cool. that I, that's the first I've heard this. And that actually makes me feel so much better because I was yeah, like, "Why well, did you name your like, kid that?" They did not name him Love. It's Luve. The Swedish name for love, uh, the Swedish word for love, is like Scheisskinder or something. <clears throat> German Swedish. Yeah, so if they would have named their child Love. I would have been so deeply concerned and just bummed out. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't take Zetterberg to be one of those people that would name their kid something stupid. <laughs> Maybe the Twitter was not joke. He seemed like he was better than that. Yeah, but he also has, like, an insanely hot wife who's, like, a model. So, like, you know, like, super hot people could just do whatever the hell they want. They could give their kids, like, weird dumb names. Like, oh, yeah, I like that. Where, it like, normal people I, do that. And you're know, like, what the hell are you doing to your kid? That's child abuse. I, I do <laughs> do whatever I want, so. Or soda. <laughs> I really don't oh, have hey, any. Jeff, I got, your, uh, I got your wedding gift. Oh, yeah? What <laughs> Not hockey related at all. I can't tell you. You'll see. Okay. Don't worry, Jeff's all right. So, yeah. What do you got? Louvé. I really don't have anything more to add to this other than that it was a stupid name, but now it kind of makes sense because he's, like, foreign and shit. Uh, I hope that the first time that (laughs) that he scores a goal at the Joe, the the song they play is is Louie Louie by the Kingsman. I don't. It would be kind of lame. I think it would be great. I think he'd appreciate yeah. it, and hopefully he'll do like the uh, or, the heart thing that he that he did last season. They could they oh, play yeah. the song from The Lion King, like what is it? Can you feel the love tonight? They should play that song. <laughs> <laughs> you give love a bad name. Yeah, sure. But but this in this instance, they're giving love a good name. It's his name is Zetterberg. <laughs> oh, that's clever. Yeah, I'm trying to think of songs that have the word love in them. There's not many of them, huh? Yeah, love bites. Isn't love on the rocks? Love. Thanks. Actually, that'd be really yeah. mean. Isn't there a Sinatra yeah. song or something? Love Gun. Uh, where he, like, love it out. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Hey, you know what happens if the uh, Zetterberg kids have to, they can't take the stairs with their, their new kids, so you get love in an elevator. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right, JJ. Hey, um, you know, they're they're going to have their ups and downs as parents, but... Like we already knew, their love is like a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Love. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this anymore. Second way I said this, Jeff. Did you know that I love Johan Franz's Instagram account? <laughs> oh my god, it is the best thing that's ever happened. <laughs> I have like, I have a whole new love for this guy. It's just like he's, serious. he's fucking hilarious. He's just taking so many hits to the head that he's just goofy as shit now. <laughs> God damn it. 
I think he really oh, has man. single-handedly turned around like his reputation among a lot of Red Wings faithful. Oh, Just, absolutely. Like, the, the goofy, friendly shit he's been posting. <laughs> it's 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 crazy what a, what what that will do for an athlete. Especially a guy who fans have always been already been like ridiculously overcritical of. Um, some warranted, some not. But it, it's just yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, everybody used to be so mad at him because he's a streaky goal scorer, but now everybody's just laughing at him because he posted a fucking picture of his son like eating a eating a pancake with an iPhone in front of her or him and using an Apple as the iPhone stand. I don't know. It's just, it's hilarious. And then the whole thing with Nyquist and the, the Babcock bed, like, that was, like, the incredible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's, just a, he's just a funny guy. And uh, that's good to see because, I mean, for so long this team was like, I don't know, it's like a wet fucking blanket. No one had, it seemed like nobody had fun. Um it was. It seemed like the entire team was like on a like a nine to five, basically. You clock in, you fucking get through your work shift, and then you clock the fuck out and you go home. Um, yeah, it's like you didn't it, even know if like hung, if they hung out outside of work. It was just like, do these people like each other? We have no idea because yeah, it's, it very much seemed like the locker room was a very somber place all the time, and it's good to get this kind of is uh, it, look into it. Is it coincidence that Babcock leaves, and then this is like the summer of Franzen on Instagram, like? One, I mean, it could, you know, one it could have something to do with it. It could it could certainly have something to do with it. Um, I don't know if I would really say that that's, like, the sole reason, but... Well, um, not maybe that he was, like, don't have fun, but just a, you know, stay off social media, don't deal with all that bullshit, like, stick to hockey, where Blashville maybe is like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Be a human being. Yeah. I think I have fully committed myself to, like, literally every change in the Red Wings is because Babcock left. Yeah. If there is anything different, it's because Babcock is no longer there. So, yeah, I'll go with that. Bronson has single-handedly almost made me want to get an Instagram account. And I'm someone that takes a picture maybe once. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, it, it's funny because he always posts them usually early in the morning. So I'll, like, see him when I'm having coffee before work or something. And the other day, I, I opened it up, and I saw his post. It's just Todd Bertuzzi taking hacks at a golf ball in, like, a fan <laughs> trap. That was so funny. <laughs> and he's just like, you know that Bertuzzi's probably getting, like, really pissed off or something. Uh, and Bronson's just there probably laughing at him. I don't know. It's, it's, it's funny. It's good times, man. Good times. Which which brings me to my next go. Which brings me to the next thing is uh, uh this guy is gonna play hockey this season, isn't he? Yeah, I think he is. I, I yeah. think he, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna make the return. Not that I want him to. Not that I don't want him to. I just I I don't know. I if he if he gets another another boo boo on his head, then yeah, it's over. It's got to be over. Well, here's the thing. It's been. The, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. You're probably going to say something smarter than me anyway. I got a pretty long rant. You sure you don't want to go? Go for it. I'm going to mute myself and have a sweet tart. All right. Nice. Uh, it's such a weird thing because it's it's turned into, like, I, I fully ag- agree with everybody who says maybe it's just best for him to call it quits. Um, as a Red Wings fan, I don't want to be watching the game where Johan Franzen takes the hit that uh, ends his ability to form coherent thoughts. I don't want to see the end of Johan Franzen's career in front of my eyes. I don't want to see him doing that fencing, like where the guy's lying on the ground shaking. 
I don't want to see that. I saw the Uri Fisher game, and that still fucking haunts me. Um, it's just one of those. I, I guess it's it's selfish and unselfish at the same time because it's not it's not really about Franz. And I, I have to say, it's it's like I don't want to deal with that level of discomfort. And yeah, I, I do care about Franz to the point where I I don't want I want him to have a good quality life. I've seen him. He's got a, a fantastic family. He's got an adorable kid. Um, you know, I, I don't want to see that taken away from him. But like, I mean, there's the little hand wringing that's gone over. Like his decision to not retire has been—it's just gotten goofy. Like to the point where, like, there's so much moralizing over it. Like, you know, we have to save Franzen from himself. And honestly, I I can't get comfortable with that. If Franzen is—I have to to know. Franzen knows the risks. He knows what he's doing. He knows that there is a good chance that if he goes out there and plays, he gets the doctor to clear him, which is not going to be hard to do, um, that he's going to take the kind of hit that's going to end his career, and it's it's going to end badly for him. Um, but he signed the contract. If he absolutely wants to do that, I don't feel that there is a good way to take that choice away from him that doesn't lead to a whole fucking host of other problems. So I guess, like, I do want to see him right off into the sunset. I, I would be totally okay if he does not play for the Red Wings again, if he uh, if he just goes the pronger route. Um, but if he doesn't do that, I'm not going to ju- I'm I'm going to watch him play hockey. That's that is what it is and I'm I'm going to hope and I'm going to worry every game, but it's not going to be it's not going to get to an I told you so moment if he does take that kind of hit. It's going to be man, I sh- I I don't know how I would have done it any differently than he did and it just sucks that that happened. So, I don't know. It's just it's crazy to me. Yeah, I mean, this was the summer for him to retire. This was the one that made most sense. Um Obviously, that's not going to stop him from retiring, but on a fan's, you know, from judging by as a fan, you know, that one would be the cheapest route for, for the Red Wings in terms of spending um, in cap recapture. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I want him to play. Uh, I still think he's got a lot in him, obviously. Um, but I don't know, man. I Like like you said, JJ, I don't want to see the game that, Johan Franzen's career at like the game, like the career ending game for Johan Franz. I don't want to see that because yeah, I do remember seeing the Yuri Fisher game. That game fucking sucked. I wasn't right for like a week after that. Um, it's just not, it's not fun. Um, so I don't know. I'm obviously he has my blessings because I'm a fan and you know, I have his Jersey and, uh, I'm not going to, uh, you know, whatever. I'm still going to get pissed off at him. If he, if he, you know, plays like shit um, because, you know, I'm not going to treat him any differently, that's for sure. Um, I'll go on my rants on how I hate him, and I don't actually hate him. Not like I hate other players. Um, it's just that, um, who? <laughs> <laughs> what? Nothing. I, I didn't say anything. I, I, I never heard it. I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I just want the best for him. And if he thinks that playing hockey is the best for him, then fucking A, go ahead and go. Just give her, man. Do your thing. Jeff, how was Jeff, your Jeff, sweetheart? Did we just ask the same thing? Yeah, that was creepy. That's weird. It was, my sweetheart was good. This is the chick, duck, and bunny kind from Easter that I found in my backpack when I was looking for my headphones. And there was a whole bag of them. I liked them better like three years ago. They used to be bigger, like kind of the size of a quarter, a little bit bigger than a quarter. Now they're much smaller, like the size of a dime, and and the colors used to just be blue, red, and purple, which are the the three best sweet tart colors flavors. They all kind of taste the same, but now they're like all of them, all the colors, and they're smaller, so they're not as exciting. But 
it What's was the best, uh, shape? the best shape. The best shape yeah. is the the chick. See, I got then the duck. bunny. Then the duck is the worst. So. Yeah, you're you're wrong about that. <laughs> Boy, oh, I forgot you're a duck fan. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit, I walked into that. You're just mad at a bear. Damn, I was so, trying to yeah. And I got nothing. Yeah, what, something about, like, you got, so I walked Jesus into Christ. that, and, and I was going to say something like, well, Helene walks into walls or her own shit sometimes because she's not very good at her job. Let's rank the diggers. That didn't work out too well. That would have worked fine. Why didn't you do it? I don't know. I got lost in my head trying to figure out how I want that FMA to be. All right, whatever. Do you guys want to rank the diggers? Yeah. Yeah, let's rank them. Let's rank our buddies. Who wants to go first? Um, I'll I guess go I'll be first. I'll go first. Um, all right, so my number one is Lena. Um, I don't know. I just like him. I think he's a lot more... Uh, okay, because my number two is Khan. Because uh, you know, I, because he did our ice bucket challenge, that makes me think that he's a really good guy. So he did um, do that, didn't he? He was the only one that did, did it, right? Yeah, yeah the only he was the only one that did it. Um, a plus effort. He also talked yeah, to Petrello that one time. Yeah, he yeah he he does he replies to our tweets too. Um, he replied to Petrello. Oh, for the yeah that post right big article for the post right back in the day. yeah yeah. Um, so I mean, I would make Akana number one. But Plenus isn't so robot-y, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like on, on on the internet, he just he's just kind of like a robot, you know. He's just like I I have reason to believe that Khan actually hates sports and hates writing. Um, <laughs> he just does it for a fucking job. <laughs> like I I have that feeling that he just is not like I don't know like he's into other things like I don't know science or like history or you know reading history books. Uh, and he just got a degree in journalism and then got a job with M Live and started writing about the Red Wings and doesn't really fucking like it, which is fine. Um, uh, anyways, um, after that, uh, I guess, I mean, I don't know if I consider Krupa really a digger. Like, I, he's just like he's an internet personality. He's an internet personality to me. Like, that's all he is. Like, and I mean, I've met the guy. He's, he's, he's funny in real life, too. But, it, I mean, I don't know. I'll go ahead and put him as number three because he's a media guy. Yeah, um, but I think I've never. I I don't think I've actually ever like read any of his columns. Like I don't. I've never really read his stuff because I just imagine it's all like caps lock and you know weird like weird comparisons and and spellings and spelling Boston like Boston and stuff like that. So I just don't really go and read it. Um, but yeah, we'll put him in number three and then my number four. I'm just gonna do like. Top five. Uh, number yeah, four. Yeah, you don't do everybody. Yeah, I'm not going to do everybody. Um, ah, man, that's a tough one for me because, hmm, who the hell else is there? I mean, you got Duff, Ted, yeah, Savage, Duff. Ruth. I'll, I'll put Duff. And, okay, so Duff will be my Ellen. number four. Actually, no, Ted is my number four. Duff is my number five. Um, and then uh, Aline St. James, I mean, I don't know. I just, you know, you know how I, I you know, you know. You you know. Yeah, we know. I know. We, we know. Um, but yeah, I think I think that Plenus is definitely one of my favorites. Um and you know, Khan is number two. Um and then uh I, I, I mean Ted is higher up than um is uh, is a number four just because of his Twitter. Which I which unfortunately has cleaned up and it really bummed me the fuck out. Um I think he got a new phone or something. 
because yeah, we definitely don't get the same TED tweets that we we are so in love with. But yeah, then again, it is the off season, and he doesn't really tweet. Yeah, that is a huge loss if if his like random capitalization and butt tweets have have truly stopped. Yeah, I'm gonna be very upset. Joe, what about <laughs> you? What's uh, what's your rank? Hmm. Con Colson Roos Duff Blank 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 St. James. Nice. See, I I, I should put Roos up there because I mean I I but the thing is that I can't I I have a hard time con- like put like considering him because he works for the team. So he's basically just a mouthpiece. Like, and I mean, I and I know well, that's what, and that's why St. James is not like because she's just a fucking mouthpiece. But I don't. If anything, Roos should be first because he's, he's the, the first, first and, only, and only beat writer in the franchise's '89 season history. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, that's yeah. True. I guess we should all we should all fix our list. Nope. But I, I do agree with you 100%. It's hard to, and you could say the same thing about the two guys that write for the Lions website. Mm-hmm. They're like paid minutes. by the team. It's, it's, I, I have a hard time not looking at them as just glorified PR. It doesn't matter what he reports. I always, he could be doing an honest job as a journalist, putting independent shit out there, but I still, because of who has signed his paycheck, I look at it yeah. as you're just a mouthpiece for the team. Whether that's true or not, that's just how the vision I have in regards to him. Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, that's how I look at it, yeah. All right, I've got Khan in front of Plinus because I do like Khan's charming roboticness. Um, <laughs> that, like, matches well with his accessibility. Like, he answers questions, even if his answers are very robotic. At least he gets back to us. Um, Plinus, I think, does a good job. I, I think that his, his writing is good. Um, Krupa cracks me up. Um, yeah, he doesn't write too many articles, and when he does, he does kind of have that, that bent. Like, he is very much, like, pro-fighting and, and pro-grit like chart, which I am not. But yeah. um, he doesn't do it in... Like, he doesn't annoy me with it. He's he's very entertaining, and I I respect his opinions a lot. Um after that, uh, let's see. We haven't mentioned Savage yet. He's uh, he's kind of like Khan's under. I don't count. Yeah, I, he's he's hit or miss. Um, Cole Fan cracks me up, but if his Twitter cleans up, then uh, then I'm done with him. He's he can go the <laughs> sharp route as far as I'm think, concerned. Because it, it's think of, like, think of it like a power ranking. Who are who are top five figures at the moment? I mean, it's it's almost more of a personality ranking or an entertainment ranking, if anything, because yeah, cause they don't if, write if you anything think different. about yeah, right. If you think about the news, they all have the same exact quotes, same exact time. They're all writing the same exact story. No one's ever breaking any news. It's just whatever Ken Holland tells them, they all just spewed out at the same exact time. See, the funny thing is, and this is to the credit and the detriment of uh, of Helene, is she is the one who tends to throw in more. Uh, opinion and more pointed language and more kind of hot takiness. Her opinion's wrong, right? And that's the problem. It's like she's she's the one who dares to be different, um, which is a good thing. Except it's not the it's not the right kind of different for me for my taste. Uh, if you like her, sure, different strokes for different folks. I uh, I well, disagree with you wholeheartedly on that, but I don't think that anybody here actually does. So I'm just fighting the, a strong the, man. The issue with her, I think, and you can agree or disagree, is the "I'm better than you" attitude. Type that you she she comes across as that. Ruth yeah. has that attitude as well. Pardon me. Ruth yeah. has that attitude as well. 
Like, yeah. Right, like, I mean, I'm a fine. writer. I write for the team. I know more than you. Well, guess what? I work in fucking sports television. I know just as much of you about the business. And on the other side of the fact, you guys all watch the games more closely and know more stats and information than all of them probably combined. So, yeah. You think you're better than the blog who wrote a Taco Night post? Think again. <laughs> <laughs> I love that post, uh, though, by the way, Joe. That was, that was great work. Yeah, that was a good one. Thank you. And I should also be thanking, like, Graham, Michelle, you, JJ. Kyle, did you say anything that I happened to put in that post? I think so. I can't remember. I'm pretty, sh- I'm pretty sure like you should just thank everybody but me. I forgot who came up with uh, Landon Ferraro and the chicken parm joke. Uh, that was me. I know Michelle, I think, came up with the ones on Howard and Mrazic. Uh and I think you came up with a bulk of the rest of them, JJ. I don't know. Any excuse for JJ to make bad jokes, he'll do it. But those weren't bad jokes. None of my jokes are bad jokes. People just say that they're bad because they don't want to give me a big head. But the secret is, it's I have one. So you're not doing you're not doing any good. All right. So I'm not going to rank my diggers, but I'm going to rank my win, my favorite whim writer. So I'll go from five to one, and number five is me. Number four is also me. Number three is Kyle. Number two is me. Number one, my favorite whim writer, is actually Michelle. Because I like to read about prospects. And Michelle has a prospects report for us, where she'll be talking about the defensemen coming up in the prospects tournament in Traverse City, taking place starting on September 11th. And she's got a little info on some of the prospects overseas. We're only 18 days away from the NHL Prospects Tournament in Traverse City. In the last episode, I introduced the forwards I expect to be on the Wings roster. Now it's time to meet the defensemen and the goalies. On the back end, we'll have Joe Hicketts, Philly Sarajarvi, Galen Chatfield, Jarrett Meyer, Ty Stanton, Justin Lemke, and a mystery man. I think we're pretty familiar with the dynamic defenseman Joe Hicketts and newly drafted offensive defenseman Billy Sarajarvi. So let's meet the camp invites. Jalen Chatfield is a 19-year-old who is about to enter his second year in the OHL with the Windsor Spitfires. The defenseman was a development camp invite and is a prototypical two-way defenseman. At 6'1", 181 pounds, he's average in height and slight in frame. He skates well, has a good stick, and makes a good first pass. When drafted by the Spitz, their GM said he's a mobile kid, a right-handed shot, he can skate and move pucks. Jarrett Meyer was another development camp invite who is a massive defensive defenseman, standing 6'9", 240 pounds at only 18 years old. He lacks an offensive game, but his massive size, reach, and strength can't be ignored. He's a project player for sure, and he only played 37 games for the Owen Sound attack last season in the OHL, and he had a single assist and 20 penalty minutes to show for it. Ty Stanton was an invite to the 2014 Prospects Tournament, as well as a development camp invite this year. The 6'4", 187-pound 20-year-old was eligible for the 2013 NHL Draft and was ranked 78th North American skater by Central Scouting prior to the draft. But in the season leading up to the draft, he battled numerous injuries and suffered a season-ending concussion in early March, which contributed to him being passed over. Justin Lemke is an effective two-way defenseman who plays smart and makes a good first pass. He's also capable of playing solid physical hockey and improved throughout the season last year for the Belleville Bulls of the OHL. The 6'2", 201-pound 18-year-old is very poised for a young defenseman and was expected to be a potential solid late-round pick in the 2015 draft, but he ended up going undrafted. 
He's young but has the potential to be a solid NHL prospect. Our mystery invite will be someone else the Wings choose to invite to camp, and we'll have to wait for the roster to come out to find out who that is. In that, the Wings will have their 2013 third-round pick, Jake Patterson, who's about to start his pro career. Patty's average size for a goalie nowadays, but he manages to cover a lot of the net, especially down low, despite not being huge. He's athletic and eternally calm. Nothing phases him. And when you watch him, you'd never know if he was playing in Game 7 of the playoffs or in a preseason scrimmage by his demeanor. He's very level when it comes to that. He's competitive and he works hard to stop the second chances and rebounds, and that's where his athleticism really can shine. He's also a fantastic puck handler. The Wings are expected to invite two free agent goalies to the tournament, Matt Mencina and Connor Ingram. Mencina is a 6'3", 196-pound goalie who's currently playing in the OHL. Last year, he had the 19th best goals against average of 3.48 and the 14th best save percentage of .900 in the entire OHL. He attended the Montreal Canadiens development camp this year, and the scouting reports say that his best assets are his positional play and his ability to focus and block out external distraction. Connor Ingram is 18, and he just completed his rookie season for the Kamloops Blazers of the WHL, where he had the 13th best goals against average of 2.96 and the 14th best save percentage with .904. He was also named the Kamloops Rookie of the Year, along with Devin Seidorf, who was the Ducks' third-round pick in this year's draft. While we wait for hockey to get underway in North America, there are Wings prospects who are already playing. Both Axel Holmstrom and Julius Fautalo are playing in the Champions Hockey League. In his first game, Vatalo had two shots on goal, and he's playing left wing on the third line. In two games, Holmstrom has five shots and a shorthanded goal while playing third line center. The KHL season got underway on Monday, and the Wings' 2014 seventh-round pick, center Alexander Kadikin, has returned to SKA St. Petersburg for another season. The QMJHL is in the midst of their preseason games, and in his first game on Sunday, Evgeny Svechnikov had two assists, seven penalty minutes, one fight, and won nine of his 13 face-offs for the Cape Breton Screaming Eagles. And that's what's going on in the world of Red Wings prospects. All right, well, thank you, Michelle, for that awesome prospects report. I can't talk. It's been too long since I've done this. It's also been too long since we've actually watched a hockey game, whether that's the Eastern Conference or the Western Conference. And... I think now is the time to talk a little Western Conference hockey, all our old friends in the other conference that we never get to see anymore. A little preview action here. I guess I'll just throw it out there to the group, whoever wants to jump in. Feel free to go ahead. Expectations for the conference, surprise team, which team you're looking forward to to see the most. Anything your heart desires to talk about the West, go for it. Um. Yeah, we'll go ahead and uh, say that the Sharks are hilarious, and they are Toronto East, or I'm sorry, Toronto West. Um, they signed Fraser McLaren just after getting rid of, you know, not signing John Scott. So they basically just same same place they say they they were before, but with uh, a worse coach. Um, and who's it? Who's there? Is Miami still their goalie? Wow. Uh, I believe no. Didn't he, didn't he get traded, or he he went to a free agency? He's in Dallas, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's in Dallas. I think they're going to go with a tandem of Alex Stalock and Martin Jones. Oh, that's right. They got right. Martin they got Jones. Jones <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be so bad. Yeah, I saw. That. I think that they might be one of the worst teams in the West at this point. Like their core of players 
they are like, uh, and this is probably a bad uh, comparison, they are like the Red Wings in that they have a core of aging players and, you know, they're in a transition. The problem is, is that they didn't play the transition in the right way. They, they biffed it. They didn't, A, they didn't win anything, and B, uh, they have, I mean, I don't know if they have any, like, true top prospects that are coming up in the world and, like, you know, knocking down doors. Um, I think that they are, like, a lot like the Red Wings, just with terrible asset management and bad management to begin with. Um, uh, the Ducks are, um, they're going to, uh, I still think they're going to they're gonna be, like, the same team, essentially. Um, uh, and then L.A., I'm hoping, they just signed Airhoff, but I'm really hoping that they get, like, they get hit with having to pay some of the void off of Richard's contract so that they're in a huge bind because fuck them. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's, you know, I still think that Chicago is going to be the best team. Um, St. Louis is going to be terrible. Well, they'll be good. You know, they'll be, they'll be good, and then, you know, they'll get into the playoffs and shit the bed. Um, I think the, the one team, and it's the, you know, it's the, it's the, it's the cheap pick. Is uh, I think Edmonton's going to start getting it, getting it turned around. Uh, still, they don't have a good defense, but um, you know they upgraded goalies. Uh, they got a huge upgrade with McDavid. Obviously, you know he's you know he's going to be great. Um, you know they got Sakara, who is you know he's not like you know he's he's not a guy that's going to change your defense, especially theirs. Um, but uh, I think they're going to start moving up. I think they're going to finish. I, I, I see them having a better record than, like, the Avalanche. Um, yeah, and, here's the question. Uh, yeah. uh, San Jose was, like, one point below the Avalanche in the standings last year and 27 points ahead of Edmonton. Mm-hmm. So Edmonton has made up enough ground while Colorado and San Jose have lost enough ground. We think that there's a real good chance that Edmonton is at least going to be not the bottom three teams in the conference. And I, don't think, I, don't, I, I, think, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but I think that they will start making that, that positive, that move in the right way. Um, they're gonna, I think that they are going to certainly start moving on. And uh, hell, the Battle of Alberta is actually going to be good now, maybe. Um, yeah, I think that the... Uh, I think that the Oilers, I'm not saying that they're going to be like great. Uh, I think they're still going to suck. But, I mean, they have a, gr- they have a way better coach now, uh, or better coaching situation with McClellan. And then they have, um, I mean, I don't know if you really consider Cam Talbot like a big, huge upgrade, but he's certainly going to provide maybe some more consistency. But it's just the big thing is the defense. So um, I still think they're going to be better than the Avalanche because I think the Avalanche are going to be terrible. So. Yeah, they're definitely better than Colorado, and they're definitely better than Arizona because Arizona has not gotten any better, and um, no, yeah, they ended with 56 points, so they're going to be garbage another year. Yeah, they're um, not trying to get better right now. Yeah, I think that the movers in the Pacific are. I think Anaheim is going to win the Pacific. They've got a really good chance of winning the West. Um, I still think they're a fairly flawed team, but they are also. Uh, strong in pretty important areas. Um, 
plus the Pacific mm-hmm. Division. Their division isn't very good. Um, Vancouver finished second in that division. I think they're a good bet to make. I, I think they're a good bet to miss the playoffs. Um, Calgary probably got better. They were like a bubble team last year, but they are better. Los Angeles will be better. I don't want them to be better, but um, I think that last year missing the playoffs was a fluke. I think that they're not going to be great, but. Uh, yeah, I do. Th- uh, San Jose got worse. Uh, Edmonton got better. Arizona stayed the same. So, yeah, I think that Anaheim is the power in the Pacific. Uh, in the Central, St. Louis replaced T.J. Oshie with Troy Brower and basically didn't really do much else, did they? Uh, they got rid of Barrett Jackman. So, <clears throat> there's a uh, <laughs> still the same goalie situation, though. So, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, that team's a bad get take so far. And I don't think that they're they're capable of going far in the playoffs, so I think they'll be decent enough in the regular season. Um, Nashville probably got a little bit better. Um, I don't know how much better. I don't know how much staying power they'll have, but they're a good team. Uh, Chicago got a little bit worse. They're going to be a little bit more tired during the season, I think. Um, and I don't know how much um, Quenville is going to be able to lean on like his other pairings to give uh, Duncan Keith as much time off during the season as he does, like gearing him up for the playoffs. I think they're going to have to hit the panic button a little bit during the season, and that is going to wear on Duncan Keith. Uh, I think they're also counting on a lot of unknown guys to to be really good, and I think that their unknown guys are not going to be really good. So I think Chicago finished third in the Central last season. I think they're probably... Uh, going to do that again, and then they're going to be a good playoff team because that the I, I do think there is something to a team literally knowing how to win in the playoffs. So <clears throat> Minnesota's the same team. Fuck them. They're boring. They're always boring. Um, I don't care about them. Uh, Winnipeg, I don't know. They're, they're a tough team to read. Like, I don't think they were very good last year. I still don't think they're very good. But, like, they could end up anywhere between, like, second in the division and last. Like, just yeah. so many questions. And I hope that they, like... I hope that they're well-positioned at the deadline and then, like, decide to make a run for it and fall flat on their fucking faces because uh, they've got a lot of uh, contract questions coming up, like Bufflin and, and Ladd and shit like that. So um, yeah. I just wish bad things for them because I, I hate them and I hate their dumb fans. Uh, Dallas uh, wasn't as bad as their record indicated last year. They're probably better. I don't know how much better. I don't know if they're better than third place in the division, but they're a good team, and Colorado is garbage again, so ha-ha, fuck them. I think Dallas is going to be better, but I don't think they're going to be as great as everybody is fucking blowing them up to be. So, I mean, they, they are essentially going to be using Johnny O'Doody on their top pair. So, well, and that means they're going to keep playing, playing 10 to 8 games to 7 games. Yeah, I hope they're as fun to watch as they were last year, because they were garbage last year, but they were fun to watch. Joe, how about your uh, hometown oh, yeah. Anaheim Ducks? How are they going to be? <laughs> well... I still think the Ducks are the class of the Pacific, if only because the division is a bit garbage. I think Vancouver's offseason has been absolutely hilarious. Uh, yeah, it has. It's been really funny. So, so my, lot, my, my three automatics in the Pacific are Anaheim, Calgary, and Los Angeles. Uh, I'm not entirely sure the Pacific sends a wild card team to the playoffs. Arizona's going to be garbage. Edmonton, I don't, I'm not buying Edmonton until I see it. Uh, I don't think, I think San Jose is going to still be in the hunt. I really have a tough time imagining that a team that still has a good, if declining, Joe Thornton and Patrick Marlowe is really going to be that bad. Um, 
who else am I missing? I went over the three West Canada teams, three California teams. But, yeah, so so Anaheim, Calgary, and L.A. in some permutation uh, in the top three. And then in the central, I don't know. I, I want to put Chicago uh, as the division winner, mostly because I don't really buy any of the other teams except maybe Nashville. Uh, I do think that just because of how weak the Pacific is, so the Central will probably send five teams again to the playoffs. And I think that Colorado is going to miss. And I want to say the other team that's going to miss is going to be Winnipeg. Okay. Jeff, you want to weigh in? Hey, Jeff. Yeah. Vancouver, Nashville, Winnipeg, they're out. L.A., Dallas, Edmonton, they're in. Okay. The other teams will stay there. Who knows where they Everybody eventually falls. Uh, Anaheim will win the Pacific. I'm pretty confident in that. But otherwise, those, those three teams are out. Those three teams are in. Tyler Sagan's going to win the Hart Trophy, of course, and score 60 goals. And uh, Connor McDavid will win the Rookie of the Year. Very confident in those predictions as well. I, guess I can tell. So I think, Well, I guess the consensus is fuck the West. So. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, I think we should move on to some fan questions from our mailbag, from the comments on Wynn. That's how so I guess the first question, the first comment, the new NHL jersey deal with Adidas, good or bad? Uh, oh, man. I'm, if, if, they, if they actually do this, like... Yeah, the only thing that kind of worries everybody is that this deal is supposedly going to be... is going to lead to placing ads on the jerseys themselves. Uh, I mean, I'm very much obviously against that, mostly for aesthetic reasons. I know that if the NHL did decide to do it, it would probably more likely than not be a nice source of income for them. I'm, I want to stave it off, stave off that reality as, for as long as possible. Hopefully it can wait until after another uh, Jersey deal. I don't, yeah, I don't necessarily, I mean, I, I, I know it's a reality, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm prepared for it. Obviously, I don't like it. Um, but uh, the thing with Adidas is, uh, first off, I, I'm not a big fan of Adidas, like their product. I, I like their shoes, but um, in all honesty, I don't know what it's going to look like, like with their, I mean, their logo, and are they going to do something different with the, um, uh, what the hell is it called? Their, uh, you know, like their stripes. Like, I, I, I thought there was a lot of banter about the stripes actually going on the jersey somehow. And I think that's well, awful. Well, I just figured they'd put their little three-stripe logo where the Reebok logo is now. Yeah, I know that's probably likely what would happen. I mean, realistically, it's not going to change much. I do think it's weird, though. Um, I'd, I'd want them to go back to Nike, but I don't get to call those shots. Um, but I think, uh, I don't know. I, I guess we'll see what, what, it, what, what it looks like. Hopefully it's not too obnoxious, but... You never know, bro. And uh, as far as the um, ads go on the jerseys, I don't. I think I don't think they're going to be as bad as everybody's making it out to be. Everybody's making it out to be like the crest and the logos are going to be completely scratched, and then there's just going to be huge fucking, uh, you know, Dan heating and cooling right on the fucking front of the goddamn jersey. You know, it's it's. It, I don't think it's going to be like that. Um, I think what we're looking at is two patches. Right on the, you know, on the somewhere on the 
uh, like you know, on the opposite side of where the the captain patch would go, or something, or on the you know somewhere on the back, maybe I don't know. But I don't think it's actually going to turn into this like how it is in Europe, where they're basically just you know. Well, um, I guess yeah. my only fear would be that's where it ends up. Who knows how yeah. long it takes to get there? I mean, it's right. one of those things where I hate the idea of it, but it's inevitable. It's going to happen one day in my lifetime. Whatever, I'm still going to watch hockey. I don't. It's not, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Right, exactly, and that's that's what you kind of just have to accept. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Whatever. JJ, do you have any thoughts, or we want to go to the next question? Let's just move on. You guys said everything. I feel cool. This one, outdoor games. Are we Wings playing in Denver this year? Are we coming to the point where it's better to watch an outdoor game on TV or in person? Um, I'm going to be in person at Coors Field knowing fully well that baseball stadiums are shit for showing hockey games uh, after having experienced it in Wrigley and also like the uh, the Tiger Stadium stuff at the around the last Winter Classic. Uh, I don't care. It's for an experience. I, I agree that the, the television experience of watching a game is... Like has a, a specialness to it that it, that works. Like it it does it makes it so that my only getting out to Detroit like once a season is totally fine because I, I love the 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 television experience. But the interrating experience, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna party with a bunch of Red Wings fans, and that's not something I get to do in Kansas very often. So um, yeah, if you if you I guess if you don't have a bunch of like people that you want to like hang out and get together with, then yeah, stay home and watch the game and at home. Um, if you're like an outgoing people person, want to be like part of that crowd, then show up and fuck, let's party together. Um, being at the winter classic at the big house was miserably cold. The sight lines were not fantastic. And it was honestly one of my best experiences in the last decade. I had so much fun there, no matter how miserable it got. Um, just cause it was a big party with a bunch of people that I was honestly having a lot of fun hanging out with, and that's that's my take on it. Yeah, I went to the stadium series game at Dodgers Stadium between the Kings and the Ducks, and I was in an upper deck seat, uh, uh, third base, first base side, and honestly, the sight line was not that bad from that vantage point, and when I say not that bad, I mean I actually could see pretty much the whole rink, and I could enjoy what I was watching and know what was going on and not wonder where the puck went, for instance. I feel like, and I'm definitely with what JJ said about I want to be with other people that want that care about something like this. If I'm if I'm watching a game at home, the reason the internet is great for me is because I actually can interact with people who are doing the same thing and watching the same thing. Because how many Red Wings fans do I know in LA? Precisely zero. Okay, Kyle, most improved player. Which player do you see improving the most under Blash? Um, well, uh, ideally, I want to say all of them, but, uh, let's see, I'm going to go with Yurko. JJ. All right, Yurko's a fantastic answer. I can't beat that. Smith. Joe? Polkinen. <laughs> you said Polkinen? Yeah. Fine, I'll go Does with he need improvement? You, you said Smith. Does, uh, he needs better usage. Uh, fuck, Mary kill. Larkin Lunacy, Mantha Mania, Callahan Clownery. Uh, fuck Mantha Mania, Mary Larkin Lunacy, kill Callahan Clownery. That yep. is the correct answer. Larkin's the Marion type. Mantha will be great in short bursts. Callahan sucks. Yep. There we go. What's the next question, Jeff? <laughs> I'm down scrolling through. 
Expansion. How would the addition of Quebec and Vegas affect NHL realignment as it stands today? Oh, God. This is like we Columbus can do an goes entire west. show on that. Columbus goes west, Detroit stays east. Yeah. I think yeah. Uh, has enough pull to keep the wings east. And the follow-up to that, yeah, why not go to a, an NFL slash MLB style where both conferences are spread throughout the U.S. and Canada and simply have east travel. and west divisions within the conferences? The NHL doesn't want to do that. That's too much travel for them. Uh, they are not as big a money league as NFL or MLB. Um, so they say, fuck it. We don't, we don't want to do that. The, NFL, the Players Association doesn't want to do that. It's not, it's not going to happen. Good answer. We should do like what baseball does and have like an American league and a national league. And then one league plays the game way different than the other. So, like, we'll say the Western League plays with three defensemen and two forwards. Like the goalies Ooh. have to serve their own penalties in one of the leagues. Yes. Power plays last for the full two minutes in one of the leagues. There we go. Okay, you have to buy a jersey. The jersey can be from any point in the existence of the NHL, but it can't be a jersey affiliated with Detroit. Which team's jersey do you get? Is it like team or player? It could be anything. And how okay. many bonus points should you get if you answer a bloodstained Claude Lemieux Avs jersey? Uh, no, <laughs> I don't want like, his blood in my house. Yeah, like I can't imagine like whose blood I would be okay with that being at all. Like if it's your own blood or if it's his blood, it's just fucking gross. No. Yeah. No. No. Um, non wings. Ooh, that's a good. That's a good question, bro. Um, someone else go. My pick would be a jersey from the 1925 Victoria Cougars. Damn, I was going to say that. Seriously, okay. I, was, I think I would like a uh, like uh, an old Soviet Larionov. Got to be NHL. That's on NHL. Fuck. Uh, let's go with the uh, Dominic Hasek in the uh, like the black and red Angry Buffalo. Nice. Right. I like I like that jersey. Boy, if it if it has to be the NHL, then that my answer doesn't work. Uh, well, you can't have Hoshik, <laughs> asshole. Well, I think we'll go with Hoshik. <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo jersey. Um, uh, let's go with a let's go with a California Steel jersey. Okay, because it's just because it's just so absurd. It feels right. Like mine it. would be uh, mine would be uh, Sergei Fedorov Washington Capital jersey. I'll go. Oh, shit, I have no idea. Let's go Todd Bertuzzi, fish sticks looking Islanders jersey. <laughs> <laughs> fish sticks looking Islanders. You really Why got. Uh, <laughs> you really got broken up by the Lucic trade, huh? There, Jeff. I was gonna say a Riley Smith jersey, but I couldn't decide which <laughs> team to go with. Uh, if a taco has cheese on it, on it, is it considered a sandwich? What? I don't, the cheese doesn't make a difference. The yeah, yes. that, that's a stupid question. The answer is yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Alright, go ahead. I'm gonna have a moment here. Uh, <laughs> come on, Warden. I, was talking to you. I don't know, a lot of these are too long. They gotta ask us shorter questions. <laughs> Give the TLDR. I don't even know what that means. Okay. Long getting ready. You're the worst. You're the worst blogger ever. I don't, All right. I, the, uh, it, the percentage point standing question is about why the AHL is adopting that, because uh, not all teams are playing 78, 76 games. Is something you think will be creeping toward the NHL? Uh, no, because all the NHL teams are playing the same amount of games, so they're just not going to do that. 
Uh, the three-point system makes sense, but Gary Bettman keeps saying that they uh, that they like the way that it works right now, and there haven't been like any talks at any of the GM meetings about making the point system make more sense. So I don't expect that NHL is going to make that change anytime soon. Well said. We are struck with the goddamn shootout. Yep. If the Red Wings' new arena didn't have to have a corporate sponsor name, what would you call it? Joe Los Arena. No, Gordy Howe. Yeah, Gordy Howe. Gordy Howe. Gary Howe Center. Or Gary Howe. Gordy Howe Center. Or, um, <laughs> ooh, how about this one? I got. I, I, you know what we should call it? The we should call it Pavilion. Uh, Better Off Pavilion. Hancock Home. No, that name sucks. What, what do we call it? Do we call it Garden Center Pavilion Arena Stadium? It kind of depends on what like it is. Like if Gordy Howe Arena sounds best, or like the JJ Dome. What about Gordy Garden? Ah, uh, no. I want to... Cheesy. <laughs> I want to avoid Garden. Oh, shut up. I'm sick of Garden. <laughs> you know, the Octopus Garden. I like that. Octopus Garden. I like no, that. No, but I think, it, I, think, I think it would definitely... I honestly think it would have to be Gordy Howe. How, it could be like, I don't know, the assembly line plant or something. The production line? Let's go with some car theme. Just call it Little Caesars Arena and let's call it a day. Whatever. If that actually is the name of it one day, I'm going to log off of Twitter for probably like two weeks straight. I'm not going to be able well, to handle they, it. They won't call it Little Caesars Palace. We know that. Too bad. <laughs> this whole segment has basically been us slyly telling everybody it's going to be okay to have a corporate sponsor because like every other idea is bad. It's true. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Do not be afraid of the H&R Block Center. Quicken Loans, that's actually Cleveland. Yep. Uh, the Amway Gardens. No, Amway's out, man. Yes. Uh, I got nothing else. JJ, if there's any of those questions you want to go for. You don't want to take the... Zetterberg is stuck behind enemy lines in Vietnam. Uh, which four guys do Holland and Blaschel send to rescue him? No, I didn't see that one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Jeff, you fucked that one up. <laughs> well, first off, let's make a list of people that we don't want going, and then a well, you have to send Cleary because you have to send Cleary because he'll keep the the group together. You put yeah, him in a bright orange shirt and send him out. Uh, you, Luke Glendening's got to go. He's he's yeah, the one Glendening's got to go. All the work. Um, I'm gonna do Franzen. Um, yeah, but one hit to the head and he's done. Well, with yeah, but you're in Vietnam. You're gonna get shot anyway, so. Yeah, there aren't any Red Wings players who could take a bullet to the head and be okay. Except maybe yeah. Glenn Denning, which is why we're sending him. Yeah, exactly. So, um, uh, I'll send Mike Green because he shoots right. He's right-handed. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best pun of this episode, you asshole. That's, that's, you, you, you know what? Yep, you nailed it. We don't even need to talk anymore. <laughs> See, Jeff, you do good things every now and then. Now, people so, that we don't want to send... Uh, Brendan Smith is number one. Um, Thomas Jericho's got a really low shooting percentage. I wouldn't. Say yeah, him. Thomas Jericho is. Guess it, yeah, yep, yeah, can't do that. Um, can't send any of the goalies. Yeah, you don't want to send any of the goalies. But I mean, whatever. Um, I don't want to send. I don't want to send Thomas Tatar because he'll just. Yeah, I don't want to send Thomas Tatar because he'll just fumble during a shootout. Eh? I mean, do we want to? <laughs> what? Do we want to send like three guys that we know we can count on, and then one we just want to see get shot? 
<laughs> yeah, that was no, because they were saying one of the we now they were saying we want one of the guys on the team to get shot. <laughs> yeah, but it's just make believe. I, I know that I know we're a blog, but we can't cross that boundary yet <laughs> or ever. Satire, something. It's protected. <laughs> it's free speech, man. Yeah, that's true. Are there any improvements you'd like to see at the arena that aren't at the Joe? Um, other than a bigger, a bigger concourse. concourse. Yeah. Yeah, bigger concourse. Bathrooms, obviously, are going to be better. Um, sushi bar. Sushi bar. What? Um, I guess I, if you want, and if you're into that kind of thing, like when I went to console, the tailgate. Yeah. Yeah. Laser tag. Laser. Yeah, laser tag. Um, a laser tag. Uh, like uh, Dan Cleary statue. There you go. <laughs> I want a laser tag in the building. Like, you can go play laser tag during intermission. Um, I think a big one would be um, the concourse is obviously the, the biggest one, which the, that's, the, the concourse is going to be way better. But um, another one, I know that there's something else, too. Oh, uh, or actually around stuff. There you go. Yeah, so like, after the game, after the game, you you, you know, you can go to other places other than fucking Kobo Arena or Kobo. That's not that back. long to get on, like, the drunk buses and go back to Greek Town. Yeah, I know, but that's just annoying. You could just walk to another bar. True. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. They should have the um, same boards. They should definitely move the same boards over, the bouncy, fun, active yeah. boards. The trampoline boards. Um, the other questions are a lot of, like, who are we going to move? How are we going to trade out of this? I don't know. We've talked about that a lot. Um, the answer is, like, we don't know. Um, it Quincy <laughs> makes a lot of sense to move. Uh, don't know who for. At this point, it's, like, it's about making cap space. Um, they're not going to get a number one defenseman in trade at all any time this season. So uh, we're probably not going to add another top six forward at all via trade. So, yeah, at this point, you're just looking to, like, dump the contract you don't really want anymore. What if we trade Quincy for basically, you know, nothing, and then we sign Franzen, who would likely end up being cheaper than Quincy? Ooh. Sure. I'd be you okay with that, I guess. That's not going to happen, guys. I hate to burst your bubble, but it's not going to happen. Damn. I'm really upset now. Yeah, well, that's just what I do. I make people upset. All right, my hockey. We thing. are just over 90 minutes here, so we should probably see if you guys have any hockey final hockey related thoughts. Um, yeah, it's getting awfully close to a uh, hockey season, and that's pretty cool. Well said. All right, that's all I got to wrap it up. All right, so for Joe and JJ and Kyle, I'm Jeff. Then we get Motown Radio. See you in like two weeks. Winging it.